All right. Hello and welcome back. It's another episode of the Cold Beer and Cool Movie Podcast, a move, uh, podcast about exactly what it sounds like. We pick out a couple of new beers to have as we discuss a new movie, discuss both things, talk about the beers and the movies themselves. Hello. My name's Dustin. And I'm Lakeisha. And we do this from our home here in Portland, Oregon. Just a couple of movie nerds talking about beers and movies. Uh, this week's movie ended up being uh, pretty fun, yeah. I thought, right? We went and saw The Hitman's Bodyguard. Yes. With uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel, Samuel L. L. Jackson. Jackson. So maybe a little explicit warning because that was a rated R movie with Samuel L. Jackson, which means there was a lot of swearing in that movie. It might be a couple of swear words as we talk about what happened in it. You kind of have to. You kind of have, yeah. Any Anything with Samuel L. Jackson is going to require the use of swear words in one way or another. And one in particular. We'll get to that later, though. <laughs> All right, well, before we get into, into more into the movie... Let's talk about our beers. Absolutely. So I went first last time. Uh, why don't you tell us, what are you drinking tonight? Okay, so... If you've been listening to the podcast, you know the last couple of weeks that maybe I've had a couple of beers that weren't my favorite. That they is were correct. particularly last week. <laughs> had a little struggle getting through that one. So this week... We soldiered through. Yeah. Uh, this week, I uh, actually... I like. I usually like getting something I've never had before, but this week I went with a favorite. And this week I am having... Uh, it's a Russian Imperial Stout is the type of beer it is. And therefore I am having... Old Rasputin Stout yes. from North Coast Brewing. Uh, North Coast Brewing, it's in Northern California. Been around for a while. It opened as just a local brew pub in 1988 in Fort Bragg, oh, California, okay. which is down in Mendocino mm-hmm. County. According to their website, they say that they have won over 110 awards in both national and international competitions. Their stuff is available in 47 states and is currently being exported to Europe and about the Pacific Rim. What was kind of neat about uh, looking into North Coast Brewing is they're apparently, uh, they love their jazz music. Oh. Yeah, and are supporters of the Thelonious Monk Institute of Jazz and a sponsor of jazz festivals around across the country. And they actually have live jazz music every Friday and Saturday in, the, uh, in their Sequoia room that oh. they have. At their, it looks like they just have one location there in Fort Bragg. I didn't see anything on the website about anything more. I've had some other stuff of theirs that isn't, I uh, feel, as good as Old Rasputin, which is great. Uh, Old Rasputin Imperial Stout is a big, dark, <laughs> midnight-colored, awesome stout. It's one of my favorites. Uh, but among besides that, they also make Red Seal Ale, which I know I've had somewhere, uh, Scrimshaw Pilsner. They, they make a bunch of beers that are just called Acme. You know, like from the Acme Company. Yeah, like you know, oh, from the so Wally Coyote Roadrunner cartoons. And we get Acme California IPA. There's a Stellar, like named after this type of seals, mm-hmm. Stellar IPA. And of course, because of the jazz stuff, they do make. I'm pretty sure I've had this Brother Thelonious Belgium style Abbey Ale, Ooh. which I remember being pretty good. I just but, like the name. Yeah, the name is pretty good. But yeah, that's uh, North Coast Brewing and Old Rasputin Stout, which if you're into, if you have any love for uh, big, dark beers, I highly recommend it. It's really good. Nice. Well, I am, 
went with a new beer, a new brewing company, actually, that I've never, I don't think I've really ever had anything by them before. Um, I went with Berlick Brewing uh, Company of Portland, Oregon. They are a newer brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like lately I've been just running into more breweries that are new. It's the Pacific Northwest, so of course they're popping up everywhere. And I like to be a proud supporter of uh, Northwest Brew Pubs. So, um, Berlick Brewing was founded only in 2014. So oh, wow. It, it, this is its third year. And in fact, this uh, India Pale Ale is in honor of their third year anniversary. Okay. So, uh, Berlick literally translates to of barley. Okay. So, um, and I was really attracted to the cover. Uh, this is the New Noise IPA. And the reason I really like the label on the bottle is that in the back, they've given you a visual of kind of the characteristics, the primary characteristics of the beer. So it gives you a short description. This one is tropical, stone fruit, and citrus notes give us the motion to move the new beat. Okay. Uh, and then they have uh, three, basically, um, guides to malt character, hop character, and overall balance. And then it has a little line along here where um, for malt character, it goes soft to rich, and it marks where along that spectrum it would be. Okay. So this beer is a little, it's fairly even between uh, soft and rich for its malt character. For its hop character, and this is actually why I got it, it goes from mellow to insane. <laughs> okay. And this one is definitely up in insane. Oh, really? Yes. And then the overall balance between sweet and bitter, it is much closer to the bitter side. That's And tasting this, I would say that is absolutely true. It is, uh, you can taste the stone fruit, you can taste the citrusy bitterness of this IPA. Uh, it's not my favorite, Yeah, but it's growing on me. The more sips I'm taking, the more I'm liking it. It is an excellent summer IPA, I would okay. say. It still yeah. has that hoppiness of it that I, you know, and I like a nice hoppy beer, but it uh, also has that uh, citrus notes that make it kind of refreshing. So when you're out on a hot day, like today, right. Uh, it's it's kind of nice. It gives you a little, little fresh taste. Oh. So and it has like little scales. I see what you're talking about where it tells shows you you know. Yes. It's interesting. So it gives you the spectrum of mm-hmm. you know mellow to insane for hot character, <laughs> and then the line goes along that spectrum towards where it is. Did it say how many IBUs it has? It is 75 IBUs. Well, that's not as high as I would expect. Right. If it's insane hoppiness, it's got to be higher than a, than that. For anybody who doesn't know beer, IBU stands for International Bitter Units, and it's just a numerical representation of like how much bite or bitterness is going to be in your beer. And IPAs tend to be seventy plus. A good IPA a good, tends yeah. to be seventy plus. Um, I have a, I have a, I have this theory about IBUs uh, as it pertains to like a comparable to sunscreen. Like you know, they say like with sunscreen, once you get over like what. 40 SPV or it doesn't, it, yeah, it doesn't really help you anymore. 
So if you buy like a 75 sunscreen, it really doesn't do anything more for you than a 40. At IBUs, once you get up to like 100, it really, like if you cross that line, it does nothing more for the beer than... But the closer to 100 you get, yeah, the better. The better. In my book, anyway. I agree. I agree with that as well. So, That's good. I will say, I don't think you'll like this one as much. Yeah. You, the citrusy um, bitterness that comes there is not necessarily something. It's okay. not a sour ale or a sour oh. IPA, Ugh. but it does. It is kind of. It does have a bite. I'm pretty confident that a sour is a is a uh, is a uh, style of beer that we probably won't be won't be appearing on this podcast. It could. You never know. Okay. Anyway. Anywho, well, let's we still get have... to our movie, The Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh, we. Really had a toss-up a couple weeks ago between whether or not Logan Lucky or Hitman's Bodyguard was going to go first. Right. We decided on Logan Lucky, mm-hmm. so that was our review for the podcast last week. And today we have um, The Hitman's Bodyguard, starring Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. And what we do when we start talking about the movie is that we have come up with three things that are, are like we thought was the coolest part of the movie, or just three things we really liked, favorite parts. We don't share them with each other before we start, and we just go back and forth uh, sharing those three things. And so, again, since this is my week to go first on things, I'll go ahead and go first. Go for it. Uh, I do want to say one thing before the movie. Is to, in my opinion, you know, we've talked about uh, a couple of movies this summer where like, we felt the trailers were maybe a little misleading as to what type of movie it was. Yes. This is not one of them. No. This is exactly what you're expecting. This is just... <laughs> somewhat generic action movie where Samuel Jackson is, is, you know, strutting about, you know, being a tough guy and just saying the word motherfucker a lot. And Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynoldsing about just being really like snide and snarky and everything. And, you know, and it's really fun. It's really funny. And so I decided for my three things, I'm first going to go, I'm going to, because of that, I'm going to go with my first thing is going to be one thing I liked about Sam then one thing I liked about Ryan, and then the third thing will be something else. Okay. But first, I'll say what I liked about Sam uh, from this movie. Because like I said, he is the, the hitman out of the title in this movie. And he gets to like you know swagger about, and talk junk, and just be a tough guy. And, uh, and at one point in the movie where he and Ryan Reynolds come together, and Ryan's supposed to try to keep him alive, you know, because he's got to testify at this international court or what have you. Um, Ryan says something about, you know, I'm here to keep you out of harm's way. And Samuel looks at him like, and kind of laughs in his face and says, man, I am harm's way. <laughs> and that line is so, is so good. It's, and it's so good only because it's Sam Jackson that says it. Coming out of some other actor's mouth, I think that line could easily come across as just stupid and just eye-rollingly corny and lame. But when he does it, he makes it sound like it's almost threatening. Well, that's because know? he also, he doesn't say, man, I am harm's way. He, I forget- he says, motherfucker, I am I can't remember. Way. There's a lot of that word in this movie. I can't remember if that was in that line too or not, because he says it a lot. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's my first thing I liked about the movie. The one, the, my favorite line probably that he has throughout the whole thing. Um, I also liked this movie. It is not a heavy movie at all. No. Not a lot of heavy lifting in this movie in terms of emotions. 
Um, and it's got the, the typical straight-laced good guy full of rules and the loving life, carefree bad guy um, and that are thrown together and hijinks will ensue. Uh, so I, I appreciated it. I really liked the humor. Ryan Reynolds is hilarious. Samuel L. Jackson is hilarious. Put them together and you just get to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought that that's exactly what's there. I read one review where it says accurately that both actors are playing versions of themselves. So kind of what you see from them is what you expect to see from each of those characters. So I appreciated that they both individually are excellent ad-libbers. So I looked around and I tried to find it. I wanted to know how much of that script was ad-libbed by them because I can, I can just imagine that sitting off camera, listening to them just, go at each other and uh-huh. ad lib some play off each other with the lines that they had would be hilarious. So um, I couldn't find it. I'd love to see how much ad libbing they do when they're sitting in the car together, just bouncing off of each other. But it was, it was so much fun and it was really funny. There were lots of times where you just genuinely belly laughed out of that. So I, that was the first thing that I enjoyed. It was, just a nice, a fun, I can't say nice, it's not nice, <laughs> No. <laughs> but it was a fun yeah. um, belly laugh show, yeah. and I really liked that. Yeah, we saw this on, a lot of theaters over here on Tuesday nights, it's like cheap movie night, you know, right. it's only like six bucks, and that's when we went and saw it, and it is the perfect movie for that, I would. Correct. With a beer, mm-hmm. gotta have it, it's great. Yeah. Um, I did want to let you know, you said that Samuel L. Jackson swears a lot. He swears 122 times in that film. I feel that they've, uh, I think they might've missed a couple. I don't, I don't know that I believe that that number is accurate. <laughs> well, I thought for a, what, 90 plus minute movie. That's true. Wasn't times. that long. Yeah. All right. So my second, uh, thing, uh, for Ryan Reynolds, now he does a lot of, you know, you know, it's like, most Ryan Reynolds roles, you know, especially if he's in a comedy, you know, he's very much that attitude he has. He's very snarky and sarcastic. There's a lot of that. So I had a hard time picking out one or remembering exactly what he said. Um, but I'll just say like towards the end of the movie, they're in Amsterdam, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like sitting, there's like an outdoor like bar that he goes and sits down at and just kind of has a one-way conversation with the bartender. He just like kind of vents and offloads, you know, all of the the troubles that have happened in this movie to him. And I just remember, and all this crazy stuff is happening around him that he's just kind of either ignoring or oblivious to. And it's pretty funny. And he does say a line, I think it happens in this scene, but I might have it wrong. I don't remember. And I tried to figure out, you know, looking at IMDb where it was, but I couldn't figure it out. At some point in the movie, when talking about Samuel L. Jackson, he says, the guy single-handedly ruined the word motherfucker. <laughs> right, I love that. I think it happens at that part, but I'm not sure. But it that does, scene and, and that line in particular were, were pretty great. So now I'm going to say that that is my second favorite thing, my favorite thing that happened with yeah. Ryan in this movie. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, well, my second thing was uh, Selma Hayek and Elodie Young in this movie. Uh, Selma Hayek plays Samuel L. Jackson's wife, and Elodie Young 
plays an Interpol agent who is Ryan Reynolds' love interest. Um, but, you know, it, you discover fairly early on in the movie that he, they broke up because he blamed her right. for, like, the reason his career tanked. Mm-hmm. And um, what I loved about it, part of it is, is that they're not weak love interests. They weren't uh, just kind of like, we like waiting to be rescued. They didn't, they were competent in their own right. Like Selma Hayek kicks ass and is swearing and drinking a beer in one of the, you know, the, memory scenes that she's right. beating up everybody in a bar when Samuel L. Jackson falls in love with her. And um, so she is, she's not incompetent. Um, they're both strong. They're both able to, you know, to stand up to their potential partners, mm-hmm. you know? So the entire time where Ryan Reynolds is blaming Elodie Young's character for his career, she's just like, that's your problem. Like you want to blame everybody else. I am not taking that on. And you know, she's very independent. She's not going to absorb his mm-hmm. crazy. And my, I have to say one of my favorite scenes is when he calls her. <laughs> I know where you're say, going. I forget. Yeah, that was pretty good. And all you can just kind of see on her face as she's on the phone, which is great acting, where she's just like, what the hell? You forgive me? Uh, I don't think so. And she just, like, she's not going to take it. So I just thought that kind of, um, you know, even though they're secondary characters, they're they're actually very strong characters. Yeah. And they also, you know, kick ass at several different times in the movie, which is always fun to watch. And when he says the, uh, the, I forgive you line, you can just, <laughs> the whole audience we were with, you just like, we just feel the attitude. Like, Oh my God, are you kidding? Yeah, <laughs> every guy in the theater went bad. Uh, movie. Oh man. There was, <laughs> there was some face palming happening in the theater. All right. So for my last one, so, like I said before about the trailer, you know, I was like, well, this is going to be fairly generic action movie, and hopefully it's just, you know, the two lead actors will make up for it being funny or whatever. And for the most part, that's what it is. But I was pleasantly surprised that the end of the movie, end of the, towards the end of the movie, kind of the big action set piece, really, there's this boat-slash-motorcycle-slash-car chase. Yes! Through the canals of Amsterdam, uh, where you know Sam Jackson is in the boat, you know, flipping off the guys trying to kill him as they go, and uh, oh, it's really good. It's it a really good chase scene. Uh, it made like a lot of the other action stuff throughout the movie is you know it's not anything you haven't seen before, but this was so pleasantly surprising. A pretty cool, fun uh, chase sequence involving yes. multiple modes of transportation. So that's my probably my third favorite thing was was that whole sequence because it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was a great sequence. I enjoyed that. Uh, my third thing that I liked about this movie was um, the competency of the main characters. They're all pretty good at their jobs. Yeah, you know, like, and that's very different than many action films where somebody's just kind of bumbling along. I hate that and. It, do stupid things and that's why they get caught you know samuel l jackson's character gets caught because he go he thinks his wife has been in a car accident oh, and that was he's good. like going yeah. to see her it's not that he makes a dumb 
mistake or uh-huh. just can't do his job or isn't effective. Um, he's trying to get to his wife, and that's how he gets caught. You know. And the same with uh, Ryan Reynolds' character, who in the movie starts off is like at this big, high, like high roller job of right. being like a security person, and then it eventually, you know, something goes wrong, and the next thing you know, he's like, you know, his career's in the toilet. And then you eventually find out it's not because of anything dumb he did or anything. It's just more just bad luck, just like a weird confluence of events. Right. Um, yeah, and I thought that was one of those things. Like, the reason his character dies isn't because somebody lied or somebody leaked. It was, like, literally Samuel L. Jackson was like, I was there for something else. And I turn around, I'm like, hey, this is awesome. What a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so he's good. And even when he is he's lost his company and you're supposed to see him kind of at a low, he's still really good at his job. Like he goes up the stairs, like as he goes to get his client, he disables, you know, what eight guys up there and he rescues the dog because he knows it. And then there's a bomb in the car. I mean, he's just still good. And when they're fighting their way to the uh, international courts, they do. They each are good at their jobs. Like Samuel L. Jackson is, you know, he is harm's way. That is absolutely true. Um, but even the side characters are pretty competent. Elodie Young doesn't turn him Samuel L. Jackson over to Ryan Reynolds' character because she needs to be rescued or she needs to be helped. She knows there's a mole in her back in the you know at Interpol, and she's trying to keep him off the grid. So she makes some very strategic decisions there yeah it's not that she's just like i can't do this by myself it's i need to make sure i need to go figure out who the mole is and i need him to be off the grid and still get there and so i just i thought that was good in that the primary characters are not bumbling along or accidentally falling into their jobs yeah they're all really good at what they do so even though things are going wrong or things are happening. It's not because it's not by accident or because of silly mistakes that, you know, you roll your eyes at many comedy, you know, action comedies where you're like, Oh, of course they're going to log in to that room. So I appreciated that. Um, even the, the top Interpol agent who's like in charge, she's still competent. She just doesn't know that her second in command is, is a traitor, is a traitor. Right. Um, and then, uh, even the bad guys are pretty good at like, d- like the lead henchman, pretty good at deducing, like, this is where he's going to be. Right. Um, and he's smart enough to send his other henchmen to get killed so that he doesn't, right? Yeah. Until the, very end. The, the, <laughs> the lead henchman who I like to refer to as a poor man's Tormund Giants Bane. Yes. For any yes. Game of Thrones fans out there. We are, we are recording this on a Sunday, Game of Thrones is coming up. We're very excited. Yeah. You got to make a, put a throw a reference in there. All right, so those are our three uh, favorite things about the movie. Look for those if you go see it. Uh, see if you agree. Uh, at this point, we usually uh, maybe spend a couple of minutes talking about anything in the movie we maybe didn't like. Um, and this so, what do you have? Well, actually, we're going to uh, disagree about something that Uh-oh. you said earlier. So um, one of the things I didn't like, and it's um, it's not it's not that I don't like a lady young. I just, I really didn't like what they did with her. I mean, she, yeah, she, she hands off Sam Jackson's character to Ryan Reynolds' character. And then, I don't know, they don't do a whole lot else with her. 
And then she is there essentially to just be rescued by him at the end. At the very end. At the very end. And, and then they're supposed to be, you know, exes that are going to maybe get back together. And I don't feel that they had, I didn't think they had a whole lot of chemistry between the two of them. Uh, Ryan and Elodie Young. That's, Um, that's probably, I could see why you wouldn't see a lot of chemistry between them. I just thought her as a character was pretty good. Yeah. I, I just, I just didn't think they did a lot with her. I mean, Elodie Young, if anybody doesn't know, if you ever watch any of the Marvel Netflix shows, she's on the Daredevil series. She plays Elektra. She's on Daredevil and the Defenders. And we've seen her on there, and she's great. She's mm-hmm. great. I'm happy that um, hope, I assume she parlayed those into, you know, a, a role in a, movie, in a big movie. Um, so hopefully she gets to keep doing that. And hopefully this is the next one. They give her something better to do because I didn't think it was very much. How about you? Got anything? Um, you know, not everything I had that I didn't really like about the movie just comes from the fact that it's not a deep plot. It's not an <laughs> original plot, you know? So it's, you know, like, the, so you can't really go expecting to be surprised. You know, yeah. as you said at the start, Sometimes you watch a preview and then you go see the movie and you're like, wow, that preview, the movie is not at all what the preview seemed to send it was going to be, say it was going to be. Um, and in this case, it absolutely is. Everything about the previews, everything about the cover where they like uh, redo the bodyguard right. um, is exactly what you expect this movie to be, which is on one side refreshing. You don't have to think very hard about this. On the other hand, it's a little disappointing because I feel like we have seen several very clever movies this summer. Yeah. Logan Lucky, for example, amazingly clever and twisty and turny and insightful and surprising. This one. No, it's. It's not. It just You're just going to see Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds and a lot of explosions. Yeah, a lot of jokes, a lot of cursing, punching, that sort of thing. So. Yeah, that's why one of the other things I wrote down that I didn't like is a lot of, one of the major, one of the plot points, uh, one of the the things that gets the major plot going in this movie is what I'm pretty sure is just a really massive misunderstanding of what the word hearsay means. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right, that's true. So we haven't even mentioned that Gary Oldman is in this movie as the villain, like a dictator, war criminal right. villain. And I he's, love Gary Oldman. Yeah, he, I will watch anything he is in. And I still was like... He's cashing a check in this. Um, but yeah, but like, uh, so there, this one guy is testifying in court about things that happened to him, right. personally to him, and it's all thrown out as hearsay. And I even said aloud in the theater, that's not what hearsay is. <laughs> if it happened to him, it's, it's testimony. Right. If he said... I heard that this other person was tortured and murdered by that guy. And that's hearsay. Correct. Pretty sure that's how that works. I've seen a lot of Law and Order. Anyway. Uh, and the other thing I kind of didn't like is I kind of make Samuel Jackson's hitman character almost a vigilante. I mean, there was like, they essentially made it sound like, oh, I only kill bad people. Right. You know, I kind of wish they hadn't have done that and made him more of a gray, morally ambiguous character. That would have been more interesting. But, you know... Like I said, it wasn't like we were going into this thing looking for this to be like a, you know, a real, you know, intricate plot. Right. <laughs> so. It's not a, it's not a whodunit. Right. 
So, so yeah, that's all I really got for any things that I that I didn't like. Um, well, that's really me too. Uh, this is usually the part where we come up with any fun trivia that we had. Yeah, got anything? So, um, well, I already gave you the 122 times swear. right. of swearing by just Samuel L. Jackson, yes. not by everybody any other else, character, yeah. right? Because, I mean, um, Samuel Hayek, she, she's, she, she's not on screen a ton, but there's some cursing when she is. <laughs> there's a lot of cursing when she is. She's great. Um, no, just the one thing that I found interesting was that this was actually the second collaboration between Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. They were in a movie called Turbo. Oh, yeah. Animated movie with snails. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. Now I feel like I have to go back. I've seen that, but I've never paid much attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's our dog. Our That's very a... large dog. But, yeah, I, um... I couldn't remember. I was like, they've been in a movie together and I haven't yeah. seen that before. So it, the fact that it's animated explains it a lot, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting that this was only the second time we've seen them together. Yeah. And what I always like because so many actors are in, you know, comic book and superhero properties. Now that I, you watch a movie like this and you can say, uh, so Dared, uh, Deadpool, Nick Fury and Electra, you know, Walk, walk into, into a, a hotel or a bar or whatever, <laughs> you know. So that's pretty fun. Um, so I, I checked Rotten Tomatoes before we started, and it's got a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, I which know. is, it's it's better than that. No, yes. yeah, it's better than that. But the um, viewer reviews are much higher. Much higher, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a crowd pleaser. I mean, I wouldn't say go see it, you know, full price at night, unless you've got nothing else to do, but definitely give it a give it a watch when somewhere it's a lot of fun yes the only other thing i found um so there's this thing in hollywood called the blacklist which is it's been happening since 2005 where there's an annual survey of i'm assuming like movie producers and the list is of the most liked screenplays that have yet to be produced floating around hollywood and this uh, the screenplay for this movie was on the blacklist in 2011 and that's how it got acquired by whatever stu uh, movie studio ended up making it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, and that apparently it was originally intended to be a drama and then was rewritten to be a comedy. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you make this Yeah, a drama. it would be, it would be so boring. <laughs> I think it's a drama. It would just be a, yeah. So anyway, I think that's all I have uh, for the Hitman's Bodyguard. Me too. A lot of fun. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun. All right. So next week, I think uh, we're going to go back into the theater, uh, kind of getting towards the end of the summer. Right. So um, I actually, uh, the one you suggested, I hadn't really heard about. So what are we going to go see this week? Uh, this week, we're going to go see Wind River. Wind River. With, um, Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy Renner. So, so Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye. Okay. Yes. I'm on board. Yes. But it is, it is not a uh, superhero movie. Oh, okay. takes place, it's a murder mystery that takes place on a Native American reservation. Okay. It looks um, very good, and it's been getting pretty good reviews, so I'm excited to see it. Is this the one I saw? I think this is the one I saw where Jeremy Renner is wearing a cowboy hat? Yes. Okay. All right. All right, sounds good. So that's going to be uh, the movie next week. 
Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. You can find us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I guess there's a separate app for podcasts for, with Apple now. Uh, SoundCloud, if you have an Android device, uh, Podcast Republic is an app I always recommend. If you have anything you want to say to us, like tell us what you thought about one of the movies we saw or maybe recommend a beer for us to try, that'd yes. be awesome. You can send us an email at ddkpodcasting at gmail.com. Uh, anything else I'm forgetting? I don't think so. Okay, then. Everybody stay cool out there in the heat of the summer. We're coming towards the end of it. And until next time... Go see a movie. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.